0: Welcome to Point Me to Jesus. I'm your host, Tara McClary Reeves, and I am thrilled to introduce you today to Stephen and Alex Kendrick. The Kendrick brothers, I've often said that Bob Lapine of Family Life is kind of the soundtrack of my last four to five decades of life. Uh, Stephen and Alex Kendrick would be the visuals for that soundtrack because their movies have impacted me in such a mighty way. Many of you have seen. War Room, Facing the Giants, Courageous, which we are going to talk about now. Their latest new release, their very first documentary, Show Me the Father. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thank you. Yeah, good to be with you. Honored to be a part of the program, Tara.
0: Welcome to the show. If I could ask y'all if the walls of the Kendrick home could speak as y'all were growing up, what would they say?
1: Uh, There's a lot of laughter. Yeah. A lot of creativity. Uh, There's a lot of prayer. We got a praying mama who put the fear of God in us every day. Uh, we had a godly father who walked in integrity. He didn't talk a lot, but when he spoke, it was truth. And yeah. uh, and we, I've told people, we saw hypocrisy in the church like a lot of people do, but we came home to authentic Christianity lived out at home, what a gift. and uh, and a lot of people get the opposite, you know, they, yeah. uh, but we are very grateful for that heritage, and uh, we know that we're standing on the shoulders of praying parents that have walked with the Lord,
0: and so. what a gift that y'all are to us to be able to, to share that heritage and encourage us, it seems like, and I know you were both men of prayer, and we saw that just truly visualized in war room, but how much of that, because neither of you have a filmmaking background, it's kind of like, truly the Lord called you as he did Moses, you're going to be my, my voice, you're going to be my orator, and he's like, hey, I, I'm not trained for this, and nor were y'all, and so I think the backstory, if y'all want to do another movie, I definitely think it needs to be you all story next, but just... <laughs> Just your walks of faith and trusting the Lord and just your obedience. So tell us a little bit about how you were even called into this ministry, into the film industry.
2: We did not have a television for many years of our youth. Um, So once in a while, when we would be allowed to go see a family film at the movie theater, um, it was a big deal for us. Mm -hmm. And, And I remember looking at the screen thinking, we've got to do this one day. And so when those large, bulky video cameras came out in the 1980s, yeah. uh, we begged our parents to get us one. Uh, that was our only Christmas present that year. And we ran around our neighborhood learning how to film and edit, uh, You know, just crude editing between the VCR and our camcorder. And we would do our own versions of Indiana Jones, except our character was Alabama Jones or <laughs> James Bond, except- I our, was
1: Savings Bond. He was
2: Savings Bond, <laughs> was a great and, and mm-hmm. we, we learned to do that to a degree over the years. And by the time we got into high school and college, we were doing video projects for our class assignments when we'd be allowed to. Mm-hmm. And then uh, both Stephen and I got uh, communication degrees, went on to seminary and began using the storytelling ability to draw students in and do projects with them. <laughs> and then in 2002, we approached our pastor at Sherwood Church in Albany, Georgia, about doing a full-length story for the community. Mm -hmm. And that became Flywheel. And Flywheel exploded. It ended up selling over a million DVDs. Uh, The Lord was behind it. You know, we, we were just getting a start into production value. The production value is not great in flywheel, but the story worked, the ministry worked, and that led to facing the giants, which Sony picked up, then on to fireproof, you know, courageous war room and overcomer. And we've watched God carry the weight for us. So we've learned by doing, we've tried to increase the quality and excellence of every production. Mm -hmm. And we pray through the theme and the story that God wants us to tell. And, but he, you know, Stephen said it best many times uh, recently, it's like we're the five loaves and two fish kid that walks up to Jesus and says, mm-hmm. can you do something with this? Yep. And he has. And, and so he gets the credit for it.
0: Yeah. And Alex, it's my understanding. I think was it? No, maybe it was Stephen that this first documentary project was actually yours, um, Born Out of Quarantine. I, I love the fact because, as I said, I'm a Marine's daughter. And so um, idle idle time was was never an option <laughs> growing up. And during the pandemic, so many kind of took a break from things. But you have two projects that have actually sprung out of that particular time. And and this first is a first for y'all. Show me the Father.
1: Yes. And after we finished the movie Overcomer, we began into a season of prayer, just asking the Lord, what do you want us to do next? And so in 2019, uh, after Overcomer was in theaters, the Lord was pressing on us to focus in on uh, a documentary. And then we were like, about what? Because we had multiple options and specifically about fatherhood. And then he started sending us the stories, the people to come alongside us. And so it was definitely a faith effort. You know, our dad walked by faith when he launched a Christian school when we were growing up. And we just saw what it looks like to pray and then move forward one step at a time, knowing that you don't have the full plan, you don't have the full resources, you don't have everything figured out. But God has given you enough where he says, Abraham, leave your family and go to where I'm going to show you. I'll tell you later, you know? And so we did that with all the films, but with this documentary, we built the team, started moving forward, not knowing who we would interview, not knowing what, where we were going to land, but we were praying that people would have an encounter with God and would see the heart of our Heavenly Father, and the end result would be that they would say, God became my father as a result of seeing that. And they were able to forgive their dads you know, if he had wounded them. So uh, we went in with that prayer support and have just been amazed at what God has done with it.
0: And y'all, I can't help thinking, but, and of course, God's timing is perfect, but you've had so many families that, unlike ours that have been blessed with that extra time at home with daddy, uh, you know, so many come from abusive situations and, and the projection of, of a child's outlook on their heavenly father is so often modeled and molded. By their earthly dad. That's a wrong projection, of course. And I know in this documentary, you show how that should be corrected. And I'm so grateful for God's timing in all of this and just his providential um, preview that's going to take place. I think September 10th is the premiere Correct. Of, of this. And you do such a great job defining the fact, you know, and, and I think Oprah has messed a lot of our generation up in the fact that, you know, she talks about how we are all God's children. And the fact is, no, we're not, not until we've been adopted into the family of God through a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so as in all of your movies, this documentary is so consistent with biblical truth. And again, you know, we are in an age where immunity is talked about a lot immunity against disease. And, and sadly, I think so many not, not only in the secular world, but in the Christian world are trying to make themselves immune to conviction. But guys, mm. I don't think you could watch one of your movies. I don't care where you are on the spiritual level of maturity that the Holy Spirit does not convict mm. on some area of growth. And again, that's just y'all incorporating the living word of God because we know he's the one that does all the changing. So Absolutely. I'm thrilled for everybody to see this.
2: We, we can't wait either, and and you and you hit the nail on the head there. We can make a movie, but the Holy Spirit touches the heart, and yeah. uh, we're, we're we are created by God. But you can only get right with God through Jesus Christ. He said, right. "I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me." So, yeah. if you would like to know that you are right with God and that you are. Uh, you have an eternal home in heaven that comes through jesus christ and god's son and so yeah so so i'm a child of god because i put my faith and trust in
1: jesus christ
0: amen and y'all do such a great job showing that stephen tell us about how mia's adoption impacted part of this documentary as well
1: right well, we weren't originally planning on using my daughter's adoption story in this. Alex is the one who suggested it. and uh, But I'm so grateful because God taught my wife and I so much about his heart as our Heavenly Father and our spiritual adoption that the Bible talks about Mm -hmm. uh, through us adopting a baby girl from China. So when, when the Lord laid on my heart about adopting her, And uh, my wife had already been praying for me that God would turn my heart towards that. We had four biological children at home. We were happy, content. You know, you feel like your quiver is full, and then the Lord says, "No, I'm going to expand that quiver." And so uh, He called us to adopt her. Uh, We went to China, are bringing her back, and she is doesn't know who we are, doesn't understand the language. She's in a panic. And through that process, I realized her identity completely changed. She was an unwanted burden in a foreign country and a communist country with a hopeless future, uh, without the medical support she needed for her half of heart for half, her half a heart uh, tricuspid atresia is what it's called and um, and without the education, without the Christian home, without the love of parents. And when we adopted her, she became Mia Kendrick and she's now an American citizen and she's in a safe, happy home. And she has, has now, brothers and sisters. Yeah, she yeah. has a family in Ephesians 2 and Ephesians 1 communicates that that's what happens to us, mm-hmm. yeah. that apart from Christ, we're dead in our sins. We're separated from God. We're without hope, uh, a hopeless future in a sense. We deserve God's wrath. He relates to us basically because of through sin. and But then it says, but through Christ, God makes us alive. He adopts us into his family. We become his beloved children. We have an inheritance. We have the Holy Spirit, which is the guarantee of that inheritance. Uh, we have a, a, a family now. We have a home in heaven waiting for us. And it says that we have access now to his heart, his throne in prayer, his grace, his love, all of those things. And it's suddenly every believer in Jesus Christ, this is actually your story that you have been adopted as God's child. Your identity completely changes. And Ephesians is trying to explain to you, learn that identity, learn that you're God's beloved child, because then you don't have to prove yourself anymore in this world. Yeah. and when you know who you are it impacts your behavior that's right
0: it really does and y'all I, I think throughout all of your movies from Flywheel all the way to Courageous the Legacy now you've done that just reminding that our identity has to be in Christ Jesus that we can have no confidence apart from him Alex if you had to pick one of the movies y'all have done as your favorite what would it be?
2: Oh, my goodness. That's like asking me which of my kids is my favorite. You know, this is the way I'll answer. Um, I, I can remember when we were shooting each of our films, what the Lord was teaching me during mm-hmm. that process, because when we're doing a movie, you know, on marriage that was fireproof, fireproof we're, yeah. we're, we're paying extra attention to what scripture says about marital relationships mm-hmm. and, and the role that a husband and a father has to do in his, in his home. Um, at the same time, we're going through courageous as a dad, I'm paying special attention to what scripture says for my role and my position. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with war rooms, praying strategically. And so I, I, you know, when we were doing each of those films and it's true for Stephen and the rest of our, our, of our team, the Lord was working on us as we were preparing mm-hmm. to share these themes mm-hmm. and stories and principles with the world. You, you can't you can't share what you don't know. You can't and, and it be a valid and um, sincere. And yeah. so I, I've noticed every time the Lord calls us to, to tell a, a story, Whatever the theme and principles from scripture are, he he takes us through it as well. Mm -hmm. So we're not immune to the Lord convicting us even while we're making a movie. And so I've been convicted a number of times while we were making these films. Mm -hmm. Well, you
0: have really been such a part of of our marriage, too, because Lee and I will celebrate 23 years of marriage on September 19th. We had to wait till the NFL schedule came out to find when our wedding was going to be. And I was praying so hard that year that the Falcons would get a late buy, So I'd have a little bit more time, but we got the earliest buy, And so, I mean, really, but again, it's the living word of God that you're basing the script on because right. I can watch one and I'm like, this is exactly where Leon are right now. And that's why I encourage our viewers and listeners that have never checked out your library of not knowledge, but wisdom, that you do it and do it regularly because it's almost like attending just an amazing seminar um, filled with great visuals and illustrations that are life-changing and so applicable to whatever, and they're timeless. You could hear the same story or illustration over and over, but the Lord will just use it at that particular time to refine a certain area that needs refinement. You're very attuned to what the Holy Spirit is directing you to do. Are y'all each other's accountability partners in that? I'm sure your wives are as well, but that built-in accountability is important, I would think.
1: Yeah, we, we have a very transparent relationship. It's iron sharpens iron. We're constantly talking about where we are mm-hmm. and uh, what our struggles are. We're praying together. Our oldest brother, Shannon, meets with us weekly with our team and we pray together every week. Uh, and we're praying for our families and for the Lord to impact our nation and for revival, but also the projects at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've seen that the word and prayer together in obedience, the Holy Spirit shows up and he does things that no person could do. Yeah. And so we've seen that when we pray, our script writing gets better. Uh, the, the, the funny moments in the movies are funnier when he's helping yeah. us. You know, God created humor. Uh, yeah. And then this, the biblical truths that he'll give us or the illustrations from not only scripture, but from life that we'll try to interweave into the stories But ultimately, as Alex said, we can make a movie, but only God can change the heart. We're praying that people will have an encounter with God that regardless of what the movie's talking about, that he's speaking to them. And I want to add one point to what Stephen just said, not just praying in faith, but praying
2: in unity. Mm -hmm. Our team gets together and we pray in unity. Uh, We do not proceed with a movie unless we're in agreement. And so Shannon and Stephen and I, have the three brothers, and then we have a team. You know, it's a growing team now. I just need to count everybody that's on our team now. But uh, we we proceed in unity, knowing that we're we've got each other's back. We're going to do this, locking shields, if you will. Matter of fact, our logo, if you've seen our logo, is three shields locked yeah. together um but we we do so in unity and Psalm 133 talks about the power of unity mm-hmm. and the blessing of the Lord when we dwell together in unity so there is the praying in faith acting in faith and then working in unity
0: and Alex you see that i mean truly from those that are just on the sidelines it, it's so evident and in in how Jesus even on his team of disciples the the brothers that he chose you know i mean i often look at y'all as as like those modern day disciples and how important those sibling relationships mm-hmm. are to him and to his heart. And I'm just so grateful as a mom with three children, you know, the example that your mom and dad have instilled in you and then that you're being so obedient to just to see that harmony. And just like, I think it's John 17, Jesus's prayer for that unity. Yes. Um, as I say this to y'all and I talk so enthusiastically You know, one of my favorite books written years ago um, was by Steve Farrar called Finishing Strong. Mm -hmm. And the whole concept of the book, and he starts with uh, three men, uh, one being Billy Graham, and then two others that were actually better speakers and preachers than Billy was at that particular time. And he looks at the course of the decisions of those three men over 20 years. Mm -hmm. And at the end of those 20 years, the two had fallen away sadly, and Billy was the only one that was still walking faithfully with the Lord Jesus. And we see that every year in ministry. And, and so when I, when I click on my computer or open up a paper, I never want to see y'all's names there you know, in that list of those. We papers. don't
1: either. Yeah. So we, what,
0: what do you, what hedges do y'all put in? I mean, the accountability is, is important, but being in the entertainment world and, you know, knowing yep. women like I do, um, you know, how do you protect your marriages from, those that constantly, you know, want you for to hire them for something or, you know, to be closer than they should be. I know you're aware of that, but you have to be even more vigilant. So, So what are some areas, maybe just three that you put into place that are non-negotiables for y'all?
2: Number one is the fear of the Lord. That's right um, that if you lose your fear of the Lord, everything else starts to get weaker. Even if you have an accountability partner and get things in place, it's the fear of the Lord that is the beginning of wisdom. So we make sure you hate sin. Yeah. to
1: want to run away from it.
2: Yep. So, so we have a healthy fear of the Lord. We know that any success we have, any fruitfulness that we have, the Lord gave us and he can also take it
1: away. So, and if you get prideful when you get success that pride is self-deception, thinking you're more important or the rules don't apply to you or that you get to trump God's word or do whatever you want in that situation. And so we've talked about um, walking in humility. Jesus was the most humble man who ever lived, if you read Philippians 2. Yep. And uh, and it says, let this same mindset be in you, which is in Christ Jesus, who walked in total humility in every area of his life. We do have policies that we're not alone with a woman we're yeah. not married to in a car, in a room, anywhere. Uh, we try to be very guarded with that. Walking closely and intimately with the Lord, abiding in the vine is really the secret when you let Christ satisfy you and the Holy Spirit satisfy you. First John 2 says, then the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life will diminish in your life in a sense. Because of those things. We grew up watching so many guys in ministry fall. Uh, Our youth pastors falling. uh, 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 Minister minister music fell. Christian Christian school baseball coach. Uh, We saw a a guy I was working with in ministry, left his wife, ran off with his secretary. We've been so devastated and brokenhearted anytime we see guys fall. But yet we see in scripture, David, a man after God's own heart, you know, a Solomon and all of his wisdom still lets his guard down and falls away from the Lord. So we, one of the prayers that we've prayed is Lord, please keep us usable, lead us away from temptation, keep us away from evil. We don't even want to be walking in the direction, flirting at the door. We want to be running in the opposite direction. And and, uh, yeah, so Stephen's right. We also, we we mentioned
2: some people that have fallen that are just hurt us, but at the same time. We also saw many examples of faithful, godly men and women yes. that, that love the Lord. Here's the last thing I'll say, and this is a very difficult prayer to pray. Um, and a matter of fact, I don't think most people can pray it. Um, we have prayed. I remember the day I prayed it. Lord, I would rather you take me home early mm-hmm. than to keep me here if you know I'm going to shame your name and my family's faith you know, the, the, I don't know if you know who Keith Green is Oh yeah, so yeah. people who they, they died early, but their ministry went on and had far reaching yeah. ripple effects. Yeah. Um, so I would, I would rather go home early and mm-hmm. then live 80 years, but have be a sh- stumbling. Block. Right. right. And so you can pray that prayer. And that's a hard one to pray to say, yeah. Lord, if you know, I'm going to shame your name, don't let me do it. Put a guardrail, prick me first, put thorns yeah. to my right and my left. If you have to, but if you know I'm going to stiffen my neck and shame your name, just take me home early. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that, again, goes
1: back to the fear of the Lord.
0: That's great. That's great advice. Stephen, who would you say is your hero of the faith from God's word?
1: Um, well, Daniel finished well. Joseph finished well. Joshua finished yeah, well. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Jesus is the is the king of kings and lord of lords and the example, perfect example for everything. Paul finished well. Yeah. Uh, I admire him. There's different things about different people. Uh, Joshua finished well. I admire him a lot. Yeah. Um, wow. It, it's interesting because I have different appetites for different passages of Scripture depending upon the season. Yeah. It's almost like tonight I'm hungry for chicken and tomorrow I'm hungry yeah. for Thai food. Yeah. You know. That's and there's true. times when I'm like craving the Psalms. There's times when I'm craving the Gospels or Paul's epistles. And so I guess in different seasons, you know, I have... Uh, d- different things that will come to mind, you know, yeah. to me. But
0: Alex, what about you? Who would you say is yeah. your hero of the faith from God's Word?
2: Yeah, so uh, I, I'm like Stephen. I can think of a number of people, but most recently, I found myself admiring Nehemiah. Mm-hmm. Nehemiah was faithful to his authority yes. and to God, and did almost the impossible. And he did it with God's help by relying on the Lord's help. And he was fierce in his determination to honor the Lord while accomplishing the task before him. And I just admire that so much.
0: And in a sense, y'all both are modern day Nehemiahs. And how was it? 52 days he built that wall. It was it was quick. I know. But it was and the Lord built it. But he he was obedient like y'all are. And he had such a heart for each family. You know, he put each one in charge of the wall right in front of their house, so they were going to be a little bit more diligent (laughs) to put put that brick and mortar, you know, make sure it was secure. And and y'all are doing the same to families out here like mine, you know, that are reminding us on a daily basis that importance of getting in God's word and not just reading it and checking it off the list, but seeing how it is speaking to us today and to 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 apply that in those lessons. What was the passage, uh, Stephen, that really kind of set the foundation for this documentary that will release September 10th, Show Me the Father?
1: Um, If you read in John uh, 14, 15, 16, 17, Judas had just left the room and then Jesus gets more intimate and starts sharing incredible secrets with his disciples right before he goes to the cross. Yeah. And that's when we have John 14, 15, 16, and 17. And he speaks a lot about relating to the father. And that's where he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father, but through me. And then, and then uh, uh, I think it's Thomas and Philip are like, well, yeah. uh, show us the father. Yeah, And he responds with, I have been representing the father the entire time. If you've seen me, you've seen the father. I'm speaking his words. I'm giving his love. You know, I'm doing his works. If you've seen me, you've seen the father. So we we talk about at the end of show me the father that your earthly father is supposed to be a representation of God, the father and the roles that he plays in the the love and the faithfulness. But we are we have broken dads on earth that are sinful, you know, and they they're not going to always be able to do that. So we look at Christ to understand the heart of our Heavenly Father, his love, his tenderness, his compassion, his power, his authority, his holiness, all of those things. He's the perfect representation of the Father. So that's that's what we prayed will happen when people see the film is they'll encounter him that way.
0: And I know that they will. And tell us about Courageous, uh, the 10th anniversary. I cannot believe it. It seems like just yesterday that Lee and I were sitting in the theater Watching Courageous, Uh, but this is a really novel idea. I think those of us who are movie aficionados, as my husband and I are, you watch a movie and the characters will go off somewhere and you think, I wonder where they are now. Um, But you actually follow up in a sense with some of those characters that we fell in love with, with Courageous. Talk about that a little.
2: We have never seen a film where you literally see the actors in the movie age 10 years yeah. And I'm not talking about makeup or CGI. I'm talking about literally they shot portions of it 10 years later. So uh, we we recognize that there is a whole generation of fathers that have yeah. had children in the last decade that would look at this movie differently now. So we went back, re-edited it. Uh, we redid the color, the sound. We added to the score, we added special effects, we added deleted scenes that were originally shot for the movie that people haven't seen. Mm -hmm. And we shot a brand new ending. And the Mm -hmm. ending uh, happens, and it's a long ending, but, but it happens 10 years later. And you see where all of these characters and their families, their kids ended up a decade later. And that was so fun to do. So when people see Courageous Legacy, it comes out October 15th in theaters. Um, they're going to see a familiar movie, but it's going to be totally fresh. Mm-hmm. They're going to be watching one. I don't remember that shot. I don't remember that scene. Uh, yeah. And at the end, there's some twist and some humor that we uh, added to the movie. We think people are, if you like the first version of courageous, you're really going to love this version. Right. Yeah.
0: I just think it is so novel the way that y'all are doing that. And our son, Daniel is uh, rising junior at the Citadel right now. So when we watched courageous the first time he was 10 and now he's 20 And so, you know, this is going to prepare him for one day the role that the Lord prayerfully may have for him as well. So thank you in advance from this mama's heart for that. Were y'all surprised at the, the success that the Love Dare had coming out of Fireproof? We have journals that were filled with notes on our marriage at that particular time. So you're not just successful yeah. movie makers, but you're also New York Times bestselling authors as well. Was, was that a surprise? Or I guess as faithful as you walk with the Lord, nothing really surprises you, doesn't.
1: Well, it- we expect him to surprise us yeah. is what we keep seeing happen. We're like, we don't know what he's going to do, but we know he's going to surprise us somehow, you know? Yeah. So because he can do more than we can ask or imagine, you know, we can ask for a lot and imagine a lot, but he loves to, to, to be glorified by doing more. The Love Dare was really the first book we have ever written from scratch. Um, and it was a labor of love. It was a, a lot of work. It, we were stretching ourselves having to write the book. We believed that there would be interest in it because Fireproof was coming out, but we yeah. had no idea. Uh, and so when it became number one New York Times bestseller, when uh, b and Publishing contacted us and they were saying things like, hey, you know, we just sold 50,000 copies. We're going to order another 150,000 more that we're shipping to shelves. And we were like, is that good? You know, <laughs> I don't know, you know. And we didn't know. And we didn't know. We're like, oh, it's, you know, it's on this Big list and whatever, and we're like, I don't, I don't keep up with New York Times best selling list. No, that's all new to me. Yeah. So it was really birthed out of prayer, the the plot line that the Lord gave Alex, and a sense of obedience because we talked about other people writing the book, but the Lord just made it very clear. I I have called you to write this. I've equipped you to write this. I'm going to carry you to do it. And I had been teaching on First Corinthians 13, love, marriage, covenant. All that stuff for years, and I had all these files on my computer, and uh, and it was like the Lord said, you know, I've been prepping you and Alex to be able to do this. So it has been a joy to hear of the stories internationally
0: yeah. of
1: people's lives and marriages being blessed by it.
0: Do y'all wake up in the middle of the night and have a notebook by your bed with ideas that the Lord just gives he wake, you?
2: Constantly? He wake, he wakes me up in the middle of the night and has done that over the years. A matter of fact, the the first scene from War Room. Uh, yeah. he woke me up in the middle of the night and then uh, we have a new film that we're talking about right now or the Lord would wake me up and and so uh, yeah I see completed scenes in my head It's mm. almost like the Lord downloads the scene to me yeah I'll share it with Stephen and we start praying about the theme and it usually happens six months to a year before we start working on it mm-hmm. to just to let it marinate and we start doing research on it but uh, yeah he does that he 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 inspires us and, and, and turns our heart in certain directions and but we ask him to do that we ask him for guidance
0: yeah do you think Alex uh, as Tony Evans called this time a divine disruption uh, this new project did you feel more a compulsion because you just see the Lord I mean he's always visible um, to me and see right. again my father, emulated so well what my heavenly father looked like, I've had no problem relating to the Lord. And that's just such a gift I don't take for granted. But um, for those who who haven't, and I'm thankful for this documentary that you're going to expose those hurts and and, and provide the, the healing that's through the balm that is God's word. But because these times are just so weighty, this new project, was it influenced by, by that?
2: You know, that, that's a great question. I think the Lord knows what he wants to say not only to his people mm-hmm. but through ministry channels and mm-hmm. so we believe that everything he's directed us to do yeah. uh, is an answer to what's going on in our culture yeah. and, and they all seem to be timely and yes we would take no credit for yeah. the timeliness of any of our stories because we ask god to direct us and then when mm-hmm. he does and we see fruitfulness we're just grateful to be a part of it but but the answer is yes uh, I think you know we, we see such a need uh, in these areas, and so the Lord prompts us to to focus on it, just like He would prompt like, like an Old Testament prophet or a messenger to go deliver a certain message to mm-hmm. to the people. Um, so we, we say, God, use us, you know tell us what you want us to to do, the stories you want us to share, and the principles to to teach. and we believe that He does
1: that. Well, and last week, we were at the Christian Worldview Film Festival, uh, where we pour into the next generation of Christian filmmakers, and we talked about how only the Lord knows the future, and he's yeah. the only one that can see tomorrow. We can all have our brilliant ideas based upon our, our understanding of the past as to what we think is going to happen or what we think needs to happen, but consistently, when God has said, I want you to make a movie calling people to prayer, you know, I want you to make a movie to focus in on... Uh, fatherhood or marriage, we have been really moving forward by faith. It's not been because we were just reading articles thinking, hey, we ought to do this. And then we realized, Lord, you're so brilliant in your timing. This is landing at the perfect time right now when the need is felt to a greater degree.
0: That is so true. I mean, just how y'all are modern day prophets. (laughs) You're listening so obediently. In, in closing, um, if you could just say one thing to our, our viewers and our listeners, uh, I'm definitely going to tell them to go see on September 10th, Show Me the Father, this brand new documentary, and then five weeks later, I believe, is the release, the re-release of Courageous. Was that intentional, by the way, that you, you, you wanted to do the reminder of fatherhood and then go into Courageous or what, what was that discussion like?
2: You know, we when we were coming up on the tenth year anniversary of Courageous, at the same time, Stephen had this desire to do this documentary, and they they um, they, they came together so well. That even yeah. our distributor Sony said this is like a bookend focus where we go into it with show me the father, and then we end it with courageous. And it's all kind of one focus on yeah. fatherhood as it relates to fatherhood of, of God. We are grateful, by the way, though Sony is a business and they're our distributor and they have their own, you know, projects and deals. The Lord has strategically placed a few people at Sony. That believe in what we're doing and help us release these films in 76 countries around the world. And we are very grateful for that. Mm. So um, we see even the partnerships we have. But Sony even said, these these two movies are similar in theme. Mm -hmm. Let's put them together, let's cross promote them and and keep the focus on fatherhood. And we were like, praise the Lord, absolutely.
0: What I love too is if I've always said, if I ever write a Bible study for women, it's gonna be on the difference between desire and discipline you know a lot of a lot of women that i counsel and talk to and have bible study with during the week they have such a hunger and thirst at that particular moment mm-hmm. to grow in god's word and get to know him but when the rubber meets the road it's it's that lack of discipline
1: mm-hmm. and
0: my favorite movie um, they they're all great but of course i love facing the giants for so many reasons but y'all did such a great job showing that desire and then marrying it to the discipline that's required Mm
1: -hmm. and I
0: was an athlete so I guess I could relate to that even more I see that in all of your movies but as a takeaway just an ending as we're closing now how would you challenge our viewers and